Welcome to Hashtag Managed, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of building a booked out social media business. Tune in every week for transparent conversations from a six-figure social media agency owner, sharing the highlights and lowlights of being a business owner, and episodes featuring industry experts to help you start, scale, and book out your own social media management business. Now, here's your host, Jessica Sheehy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Managed. I'm your host, Jessica Sheehy. And today I have a very exciting guest that I will be speaking with. And we are going to dive into all things social media engagement, lead generation, and everything else in between. So stick around and listen to the full episode. This week, I am joined by Natasha Hipwell. She's the owner of The Online Hero, an Instagram engagement and lead generation agency. She has helps busy coaches, consultants, and course creators increase brand awareness and increase sales through done-for-you Instagram engagement and lead generation. Natasha, welcome to the Hashtag Manage podcast. Tell me a little bit more about why you started your business. Hi. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Jessica, for having me. I'm super excited. Um, I started my business for I think what's most of us like kind of start our businesses is to have the financial freedom and to be able to travel the world. <laughs> that is my top reason that I started my business. But another reason is really just helping other business owners. I've always in my, my whole life, I've been a huge fan of helping others and putting other people ahead of me. And I really wanted to create a business based off of community and being able to help my other clients and help other business owners reach the goals that they want to so that they can live the life that they're meant to have. So if they want to travel and they want to have a family and be able to spend that time with their family, I want to have a business where I can help take that work from them and take the time back into their lives so they can do that. Oh, I love that. I mean, I like you said, we all start our businesses for different reasons. But I think the one thing that we all have in common is that we just we want freedom from being an entrepreneur. And I know that freedom looks so different to all of us, whether we have, you know, littles at home or we want to travel with our partner or spouse or we just don't want to be confined to like a corporate job or anything like that. So I love that that is part of your mission and, you know, what you do for your business. I'd love to know, has your business changed over time since you've started it in either who you're serving or how you're serving them? Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> Plenty of time. Um, when I was at my corporate job, I just started, I've always had a passion to just you know, have my own business. And so I just started, I don't know if you're familiar with Upwork, but it's a freelancing site. So I actually started on there with infographics. And from there, I kind of went into the graphics and went into social media management. Um, when I first officially had my social media management business, I was serving everybody, which we know can be difficult. <laughs> but I think when you're first starting out, it's really important to be able to test the different markets and see which markets that you really um, appeal to which ones let you up. Um, so that's what I started out with officially with my business. And then, um, about a year ago, yeah, a year ago, cause it's April, right? So a year ago, I niched down to engagement and lead generation only. Um, and we also converted into an agency model, which, which was the best decision I've made in my business. Absolutely the best. Once I did that, and then I started 
figuring out that I wanted to work with more online service providers like coaches and consultants, you know, course creators. Um, it just everything aligned and clicked so well. And I think, you know, as we progress in our business and we scale our business, our niche can change. And, you know, and it's okay to be like really excited about a certain target market when we first launch our business. But as we progress, we start to figure out who we really love to work with. And I really love working with online service providers. It's my passion. <laughs> I love that. And I love that you mentioned that you started working on Upwork. I think especially in the social media management industry and really just any online service provider who's providing any sort of digital marketing service, there's a lot of negativity around the freelancing sites such as Upwork or Fiverr. And there's so many different ones that are out there. And there's a lot of negativity around, should I use that? Should I not? You know, so many people say, maybe because they've never used them that, oh, you don't need to use them. But I think using those freelancing sites are a great way to find those first clients. And like you said, test the water, see what you like doing, see what you want to do and who you want to do it for. So I think that is a really just important thing to say that there's no right or wrong way to start out. And I mean, look at the transformation from you working on Upwork to now owning an agency, which of course I want to dive into um, as we get further <laughs> a little bit, because so many people have that goal of creating an agency for themselves. Um, so I love that you really like niche down in who you're helping. So those online course creators, those coaches, consultants, and how you're helping them in terms of lead generation and engagement, because those are both very like specific things. And I think a lot of times people think of social media management and I have to do it all. Like I need to do everything that entails, you know, from strategy to content creation, to management, to engagement. And it all to me and what I like to share, it all comes down to like what you actually want to do. So I think that is really awesome that you really lean into that as a business owner. Um, so I'd love to chat before we dive into like our further questions, this transition that you've taken into an agency model. Um, what advice would you give to someone who wants to create an agency from the, for themselves? Is there anything that you would recommend that they should do before creating it um, or anything that they should know when they do create one? Yeah, definitely. Um, the agency model is the best way to have a business if you're really looking to scale. As a solopreneur, we can only take so many clients. So once you reach like the 10 client threshold, like I really think that's when you really need to start evaluating, okay, how can I get time back in my day to make sure that you're being able to strategically help each individual business. It's really hard to switch those hacks when you have so many clients. Um, and I really think if you're looking into transitioning to the agency model is taking a step back for a moment and just writing down every single thing that you're doing currently in your business. Because as you start to add people into your team, you need to have like the SOP set up. You need to have everything pretty organized um, because for from experience, when you don't do that and you hire people, it can get a little chaotic. So my suggestion is to try to get the organization in the back end stuff really set up for your team. And if you don't know how to do that, there are plenty of people out there online, on Instagram, Facebook, wherever, that you can ask for help to help you get those set up. So that would be my main advice. Yeah, I think that is really, really good because it's hard to 
it's hard to delegate to someone who you hire on your team, whether you're hiring someone on as like part-time or full-time, or even if you're just going with adding like contractors or other vendors to your team, they still need to know what you do and how you do it because you probably have a unique process to whatever it is that your agency is known for or going to be known for. So SOPs are huge things and, and also the systems, just making sure that, you know, I think too, as an agency owner, you are that person who is probably stepping more so into the client-facing role, doing those meetings with clients, doing sales calls, however that structure looks like in your business. Maybe you're doing more revenue-generating tasks that are bringing in more clients or just bringing in more money into the agency itself. And that being said, you're not doing the actual like day-to-day work with clients, but you're setting the foundation for that. So having the processes and systems in place are so important. So I love that. I love that that piece of advice. Um, And I think that's just helpful for people who want to scale their business. Like you said, you only have so much capacity for so many clients. And I think sometimes people think when it comes to, well, how do I scale? They either think that they can scale with the service offerings. So like with the agency model, or they think on the more passive side, which I know can open a whole can of worms because just because it's passive (laughs) does not necessarily mean it's actually passive. Um, Natasha, I'd love to know, do you have any sort of passive income um, in your business or in your agency as part of like another revenue stream? Um, Actually, I'm currently working on that. So stay tuned. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, definitely working on that um, as a secondary, um, as well as, you know, launching my new coaching business that you know. So yeah, I definitely think that being able to have that passive is really good. And when you have that agency model, it allows you to be able to step into that space to create that as well. Um, and also focus on the bigger tasks, as you mentioned, like the money generating tasks, like your lead generation, right? Not, not everybody does want to outsource that. Some people really like to have that as like their, their thing that they do as their business owner. Um, and they may not be 100% comfortable with it. You know, that's why a lot of people, when they when it comes to engagement and lead generation, sometimes they start with an engagement to get that, you know, get the comfortable outsourcing, getting some speaking as you, as your voice, right? Because that's really important when we're outsourcing and hiring people is making sure that the people that are on your team are representing you like the right way. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, essentially another extension of the brand. I mean, of course, everything that you're doing in terms of your branding and then further extension of your marketing, but also the the teammates that you have and the people that you surround yourself is so important. So yeah, I love that. Um, in your experience, what skills does someone need to either get into the field of social media management or more so specific in lead generation and engagement? Is there any specific skills or experience that you think someone would need to either start or niche down into this type of service? I think you need to have, um, when it comes to social media, I mean, there's different um, umbrella branches to that, right? So it's like the engagement or lead generation. Um, But I really think um, a high level skill, I guess you would say, would be customer support. And I know that does may not seem like as a specific skill, but it really is because when we're working with our clients, it's really important for us to be there for as much as we can. Of course, we need our boundaries. I'm not saying that. We all need our boundaries. <laughs> when it comes to like engagement and lead generation, for example, like you need to be on top of it and you need to be always thinking of like the next step before you make that next step. 
So when it comes to communication, right, making sure that you're having those communication skills and you can stay on top of that because it can overwhelm some people. And if people aren't aren't easy talkers, they don't like to talk, you know, like engagement or lead generation may not be a good fit. But you could also, if you go into the agency model, right, and you understand engagement, you know what it is, you know what it does, and know how it can help people, you can get someone who has that specific skill to do that for you on your team. And then I think when it comes to lead gen, um, you really need to have sales skills. So it's almost like a sales position. So when I hire people on my agency, they are sales representatives, basically, because they need to be able to read a conversation, be able to listen to what they're saying, kind of repeat in their head what's going on and transition that into a different conversation to whatever the objective is, right? So objective could be booking a call, it could be collecting an email, getting signups for a masterclass. So there's a lot of different ways that it can go. And I think being able to be quick to come up with those conversations is extremely important, even though it's in the DMs, right? Because we don't want people waiting forever and you don't want to have to spend two hours trying to come up with what to say. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I think that there was so many good golden nuggets that you just mentioned there that I want to go further in. And I think what I want to start with is probably some of the best advice I've ever heard someone say when talking about being a salesperson and just having social selling skills, which I think a lot of people hear the term sales and maybe they are a business owner and they're thinking about, okay, how do I get more sales in my business? Or they're on the opposite end. They're in that, you know, social media, like social seller engagement, lead generation position. And they're like, okay, how do I do the selling of XYZ product or XYZ service? And I love what you mentioned, how it's really just having the conversation, which takes that first part, that customer support communication skills, which are so, so important. I think communication skills are always, it's always that thing that's on every job description or, you know, most people, (laughs) I don't know if people do it now, but most people probably put that under their skills, under their resume, but truly having communication skills are so important. And I've learned that myself as a business owner who speaks to so many people all day long. And I'm more on the introverted side, but I think that I'm really great at communicating because of the listening. So you mentioned that in terms of selling, that it's really just having the conversation, listening and identifying what needs to be done and presenting that correct solution to what problems they're having or like what objections they're having or just what honestly what needs that they have that need to be met with the product or the service. Um, So I think that is like really, really good advice for someone who is maybe looking to sell like in their own DMs as a business owner or someone who is wanting to, you know, wanting to get into social selling or lead generation. So I was just going to say that I think that like, it's important to you to think of, I think people get so scared of selling on Instagram. And I'm specifically saying Instagram, because that's what I, my special sauce is is (laughs) Instagram. But, um, but I think people tend to get too scared to sell on the platform and then even more so on the DMs. Like I don't want to sound too salesy or whatever. I just, my tip or recommendation is like thinking of it like you're on a phone call or like you're walking into a store or going into a coffee shop to meet someone. Like it's just having that natural conversation. It doesn't have to be like scripted. It doesn't have to be like jumping in and asking for a sale right away. It's like being able to hold just a conversation. You can go as simple as like, hey, how are you? And then just go from there. Because a lot of times too, the people or the leads that you're speaking to 
in the DMs, they come back with questions for you that you don't even expect. So that was just another tip in there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really good. Because I think sometimes, and no fault of our own, we just as business owners, we try to put that information out there and ask those questions before they're asked to us. And sometimes we we might know from experience because we've talked to, you know, X number of clients, X number of customers. So we've had those sales conversations before. But we might not even know like where this person is. Are they ready to buy? Like how warmed up are they to us? Do they even want to buy from us? Do they want to buy from someone else? Um, do they even know that they have, you know, the problem that our product or service is the solution for. So many people just are on different levels of that like awareness scale. And sometimes so true. We project, yeah, we project like where and we put them where we think that they are when in reality, like you said, we just need to listen and they will they will come to us and ask those questions. Um, I think you brought up a really good point that so many people they want to sell, but they don't want to be salesy. So I think that's such an interesting conversation that I know a lot of people Certainly when I'm talking to some of our management clients, they are going through periods that are maybe maybe their launches, they're more promotional heavy. And then when they're in non-launch mode, they're just kind of in maintenance mode. They're like, well, I don't want to sell at all. Like, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to annoy my audience. I don't want to do anything like that. And in reality, I think about it as I think about when you like open up a flyer or like a magazine and you see everything that's on sale. You see all the discounts, you see all the products, all the new products for the spring or summer, whatever season you're in. And you're just presented the the opportunities. You're presented with options. Yeah. And then from there, you can make a decision. I think that's exactly how social media is supposed to be. Obviously, it's a platform for engagement and true connection. But as business owners and marketers, we use it to reach those clients and customers. So why can we not put out our offer? Why can't we talk right. about what we do? People want to hear exactly. about it. like, And they want to hear about how it can help them and have those true conversations. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think, too, the more that you do it, the better you're going to get at it. So none of us are comfortable at first, even if you have sales experience, like DMs is a newer world. I mean, obviously it's been around for a bit, but in terms of like selling, it is newer for people. So people with sales positions, when they transition, you know, like people that I hire, they're like, oh, I'm, I do sales, you know, I can do X, Y, Z. Great. But when we get into the DM sales, it's a little different, right? Because you are having that natural conversation, but people just get scared. But it's okay because the more that you do it, you know, the better you're going to get at it and then the better you're going to get at closing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think so many people are anticipating the closing of the sale or the conversion. Yeah. And I know that conversion can look different for so many different people. Maybe it is getting more people on your email list, or maybe it's getting more people um, on a discovery call or, you know, a sales yeah. call versus an actual sale of a product or a service or a group program or course or whatever that looks like. So I think a lot of people get wrapped up in that kind of conversion. And that's where they get stuck with, okay, I've got to like actually work towards that and make the sale versus focusing first and foremost on the other human on the end of the, on the end of the yeah. DM conversation. Oh my goodness. All this stuff I'm like, I could talk about for hours. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Cause all the different types of calls, like how you can do that. Like for like, you're kind of talking about closing, you know, doing the consultation calls and how like you know, what you would consider success, right? And lead gen is different in so many ways. But, 
you know, for people who are just starting out, like just do coffee chats or do networking stuff because although that may not result in a sale, if you really vibe and align with that person, that person's going to refer you. You're or you're going to be on their podcast or you're going to be in a collab somehow. Like there's so many other opportunities that can bring you clients, even though you didn't have a, a sale from that specific person on the call. Like it can just provide so many opportunities and building those. And that's why engagement is so important because building relationships is where you need to start. Right. If you're not comfortable with DMs, like your starting point is is engagement. And then from there, as you start getting those people into your community and start having, you know, whether you're just engaging on their posts, you know, and they're engaging back. And then once you feel like you kind of know that person, hey, let's take them to the DMs and just like have a real introduction. Like there's so many different ways you can do it. And I just want to kind of make sure people know, like, it's okay to have book calls without sales because it can easily convert into something else. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you mentioned coffee chats. I think that's such an important thing for people to do, whether they are just getting started in business, whether they feel like they're in a quiet season of not having as many clients or customers as they love in their business. And even just like you said, it opens the doors for opportunities of collaboration, which can bring so many good things. I mean, when I think about the number one source of leads in my business, it's referrals. And it is through relationships that I have built over time And it's also built through relationships that I'm also having on Instagram in the DMs. So there's no right or wrong way to connect with other people. It's just having that true connection with them, which is so important. I think coffee chats are an amazing way for people to focus. And that's a perfect revenue generating activity that many people can do. I think a lot of people think about revenue generating activities. They're like, okay, I need to make more money in my business. What do I do? They immediately go to let me make more content or let me choose another social media platform or let me do something else. When in reality, it's all about making more connections with people because more connections can lead to more convergence at the end of the day. 100 percent and it's and it's also thinking of like you know we all wish that there was a quick fix (laughs) a quick solution we could just press a button and all the money just starts flowing in right but when it comes to social well not social media but just a business in general it's a long-term marketing strategy right long-term strategy a business is not We're not opening our business to close it tomorrow, right? It's long term. So we need to apply a marketing strategy that goes along with that. So I think that's really important because people are like, oh, well, you know, or I posted content or I did engagement or lead gen for a month and it didn't convert because you did it for one month, right? We need to like a long term strategy, you know, at a minimum to me is like a year. Even I know people do three months and stuff like that as like, you know, their long term, but really that's to me in short term, you're just understanding what you're doing for that specific strategy that you're implementing, right? And that's where you can start to learn and say, okay, what are my results from the three months that you can make little tweaks, but you still need to make that commitment and don't give up on it. Like just keep going because there are times that it gets hard, but don't give up because there's always something like good on the other side of it. I promise you. Yeah, that's that's amazing advice and really, really important to always keep going, 
practice, you will get better and things will just become naturally. I think that's a true theme of our, of our podcast. Yes. Episode. <laughs> I mean, it's true across every single thing that we do as business owners. Um, so we kind of chatted a little bit about, you know, lead generation, but I want to shift gears and talk about uh, more so like brand awareness on social media and how someone can grow or increase their brand awareness through social media. Is there any advice that you have for someone who, and again, I want to circle it back to something you said earlier, because I think a lot of people are looking for that quick fix in terms of, okay, what can I do right now that is going to immediately get me better results for brand awareness, which I know is not the case. So I'd love to hear what your advice is for someone who feels that they're struggling with that or wants to see improvements. What can they do? So there are so many. I mean, when it comes to organic, of course, there's like paid ads. If you're doing this organically, I mean, there's so many different ways that you can do it. And obviously, it's going to come down how much time too that you want to put into it. Um, but engagement to me is like number one, actually I'll do this in order. So to me, having your content is number one. So being able to produce content that is speaking to your ideal audience, that's going to automatically increase your brain awareness, including your hashtags, right? Hashtag manage. <laughs> um, but having your hashtags, I mean, I know a lot of people don't believe in that anymore, but you know what? I'm looking at my results and I'm still getting reached. I don't care if there's five people or a hundred people, like it's still reaching those extra people. So I do recommend still sticking with that. And then as you're creating your content and you have that automated, then you can go into your engagement, right? So you have your content and then you have your community. So instead of just replying to comments, like that is really great. So replying to people who are engaging with you. But if you don't have anybody in your community, you may have a community, but nobody's speaking to you. You need to go out and be proactive with what you're doing. So you need to go find the people you want to work with and start building those relationships. Like I said earlier, you don't need to just hop into a DM and be like, hey, buy my services. <laughs> you know, you need to start slow. Okay. It's like you're going on a first date with someone. So I would, you know, start engaging with those people, but you have to be consistent. So everything I'm saying, you need to be consistent across the board with, because I'm going to tell you, I went on a trip, like for an example, I went on a trip, let's say, was it? oh no, last year, last year, I went to Canada for two months and I had my team, everything was great, but we took a step back from like the posting and engaging engagement, like as much as we did. And it made a huge difference in results. Like our results like dipped a lot when we were not consistent. And then now we're back up and consistent and things are going so well. We're getting people in our DMs every day. We're getting like people commenting, getting 25 to 50 comments on our content. You have to be proactive and not expect people to come to you. You need to make the first move sometimes. And then um, honestly, stories are so good. Like I know they reach like your current community, but they do reach other people as well. You can't listen to people who are just saying, you know, stories are only going to do this or hashtags aren't going to give you reach because it's, it's not true. It may not be the amount of people that you want, right? But it is more people and that's what you need. You need to be proactive. Honestly, another thing that I would say is going and creating a list, make it like tracking people. So go in and make a list of the people you're proactively engaging with or people you want to connect with. And you need to be consistent with those specific people, right? Because that's what's going to get them to your page. Engaging once and expecting them to like return the favor just doesn't work. It might have worked in the beginning, but not anymore. (laughs) 
you know, you, you really need to like show that you truly care about the person and you're not there for the sale because bottom line is we're all businesses. Like, I mean, this, I guess I'm talking to people right now who are B2B, right? So if we're all businesses, you're all, we're all selling something, right? So at some level, people are going to expect, like if you're engaging, oh, they want me to engage back because they just want to follow, right? Or something. (laughs) So you need to really be focused on the relationship building part first versus closing a sale. That's the, your relationship building needs to be number one. And if you focus on that, your brain awareness will shoot up <laughs> and you need to spend the time to do it. So if you don't have the time to do it, there are people in agencies or companies that are, will easily help you do that for you. So you don't have to spend, you know, eight hours a week or four hours a week, whatever it is, the time that you want a lot for that. Yeah. Sorry, oh, I could talk so forever. <laughs> no, no, that's all so <laughs> really good information for someone who is figuring out like what what do I do? Like how do I increase XYZ? What do you know, what do I need to do? Because I think unfortunately, I think in the social media and just online marketing world, I think there's so many gurus, strategists, whatever <laughs> title we want to, you know, give to people is that they they share their method or their framework or something that they have done themselves when in reality it's going to be really really hard for other people to then take that method take that framework and duplicate it for themselves because we are not the same business we don't have the same audiences we don't offer the same thing and we are different personalities we connect with different people in different ways so i think that's really really good advice on being proactive and being intentional about being proactive with making a list of people that you're reaching out to. Well, how are you actually building those relationships with them? And it's not just, it's actually thinking about them as connections over just, okay, numbers on a spreadsheet of I've left 25 comments within 25 minutes or something, you know, some sort of like framework like that. It actually is really, really intentional. And that is where the real relationships will happen and the real results will happen, which is really great. And I think a lot of times people are looking for, let me do X, Y, Z. Let me go drop all these comments and all of these people will follow me and all of these people will like my, yeah. my posts and leave comments and they're going to go buy from me. You know, it's, it's, it, <laughs> that is, that is Instagram years and years and years ago. And that unfortunately is not the world we live in in 2023. So just different things mm-hmm. need to happen and just being more intentional with your strategy and just being proactive in going out, building those relationships. And that's where you will see all of the increased results that you're after. Definitely. And I think too, like when it comes to like increasing brain awareness, like I want people to make sure they understand like there's two different types of ways that you can get brain awareness and it could be your audience or it could be everybody, right? So, you know, obviously like reels give you more reach, right? And stuff like that, which will, but honestly, if I'm being, if you are a B2B business and you're doing reels, reach is like really good, right? But at the same time, if I look at the people who are like looking at <laughs> liking my stuff, like they're not my ideal client, <laughs> right? There are a chunk of them, but it's not like every single person. So I think you need to be, like you said, intentional about how you want to go about like your increased brain awareness, right? Like, how do you want to do that? Do you want people who truly want to be there in your community and reach those specific people? 
To me, the answer would be yes. <laughs> so I think you just have to make sure that you're really intentional about it and versus like just going out to everyone and, you know, following 100 people and then unfollowing the next day. Like there's got to be an intentional um, strategy behind it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. This has been such a really good episode. We've covered so many different things, which I knew we were going to dive into all things <laughs> all things social media. And then of course, um, you know, about building an agency, which is such a hot topic of all of the people in our community. So I'd love to know if you had to give one piece of advice to a business owner who is just starting out in their business, what would it be? This might be cliche, <laughs> but <laughs> I want to say just to keep moving forwards. And I know so many people say this, but when you have been in those shoes and you want to, you start your business and something happens and you want to give up right away, like it's so easy to do that. Successful people are people who have pushed through those challenges and those struggles. Like you are going to have some tears. Like there's no question about it. (laughs) I don't know. I'm sure I had them last week or something. (laughs) But you just have to keep going because there is always something good on the other side of that struggle and do whatever you need to do to get through that. If you need to take like a pause, you need to meditate or talk to somebody, but or hire somebody to help you through that struggle, but don't give up because I mean, if I gave up, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Right. And now I'm launching my second business and I wouldn't do that. I would probably back at corporate. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. No, that is really, really good advice because sometimes we we let go or we quit. And and, not, and sometimes too, it's not even about the business as a whole. It's okay, maybe we were going to offer a new service. Maybe we were going to have some sort of passive product or passive course or something within our own business, but there was a roadblock. Something happened. We decided to not do it when in reality, that could have been the thing that would have alleviated a lot of the things that we were dealing with. And you just never know until you do it. So I think that advice of just keep moving forward until you get to that end goal, amazing things will happen. Like you said, launching second business, I know offering the coaching services and having that more passive side to the business will just really help to just diversify. And I think that is really awesome, awesome stuff to celebrate. So I know it's no secret that you and I both love social media. Obviously, it's what (laughs) we do all day long and all day long. Um, So I'd love to know how has social media impacted your online business and what doors has it opened up for you? I've had a huge impact from social media. Like I have 95% of my clients that are coming from social media, Instagram specifically. Uh, but it's provided a lot of collaborations for me too. And honestly, people separate from business, it's actually created a lot of like close relationships. I think I have more friends on social media than I do in person. <laughs> I know that's sad, but I think it's amazing. Um, I just think it's super cool that we have this Social media gives us the opportunity to meet people, not just locally, but globally, right? Like I have friends like all over the world now and people that I've collabed with all over the world, like such a powerful tool. And there's so much that you can do on the platform. Yeah, I agree. And I I definitely agree that I probably have way more social media friends than in <laughs> real life friends. But it's amazing because I think about, you know, all the people like you and I are connected, like all of the clients I've worked with, other social media managers, and just other people in the community is really, really amazing. Well, thank you so much, Natasha, for sharing with us today. This has been such a really great episode. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business? 
Awesome. Yeah, it's been amazing. And you guys can find me on Instagram at the online hero underscore. <laughs> the online hero was taken. <laughs> but you guys can find me there. DM me. Come say hi. I'd love to uh, meet you guys and just stop. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. We will have all of Natasha's links in the show notes of this episode. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Hashtag Managed. Until next week. Are you ready to create your own social media business that fuels your dream life? Whether that is financial freedom, time freedom, or anything else, this guide is your ultimate roadmap to building a sustainable social media management business. Inside this free guide, you'll learn how to build a sustainable business with the exact steps that I took to build my six-figure agency, why you started this business in the first place, and determine what you want to get out of it, how to scale your business beyond being a solopreneur social media manager. After this episode, go to the show notes to download your roadmap or type in socialsavvyhq.co forward slash podcast in your browser to access it there. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Hashtag Managed. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Come back next week for another new episode of Hashtag Managed. We'll see you then.